Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and I'm excited that you're here. Our show is called The Remnant, and we have an amazing guest for you today. His name is Kirk Cameron. He's known by millions as Mike Seaver from the 1980s hit sitcom Growing Pains. But since then, he's invested his time and energy into faith and family-focused films, television shows, and live events. I believe you're going to really enjoy what Kurt has to say today as he brings up some very important topics and discussions about what's going on in the church, what's going on in the Christian film world, and how you can also see his latest movie, which is amazing, called Life Mark. So let's go ahead to the interview with Kurt Cameron. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back. I have one of my favorite uh, recurring guests that's been on the broadcast for a long time, a dear friend, a man of God who is standing. And uh, let me just read a little bit about this. So you might know him as Mike Seaver from the 80s hit sitcom uh, Growing Pains. Uh, but over the last many years, he's been doing faith and family-focused films, television shows, live events. And then last year, do you remember this? He did America's Campfire Revival, which was a 100-day plan. And he urges uh, you know the family to return to faith and the principles of the word of god i loved those kurt and uh, we want to welcome mr kurt cameron back to the broadcast kurt welcome back <laughs> thanks man so good to good to talk with you um boys it's it's it's, it's important that we talk about these things i feel like we, we don't have the misfortune of living in in boring times no. these are exciting days and while some people are getting depressed and and even uh, you know inching toward the cliff of despair i think it's a time to get excited because yes, yep. things are shaking up and i believe that this is the pressure that is required to wake up the family of faith and i think this could be our finest hour that, that's right you know for those that have been listening to this broadcast i mean literally what you're saying is what's been on my heart i really think we've been made for a time as this you know i mean god yeah. didn't make a mistake and bring us into the world in this hour so you know if you watch the hey, mainstream huh yeah yeah right, what, right? Would the story what would the story of esther be like if there wasn't a Haman? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, what what would it be like if there was no great threat to the to the family of faith? Uh, that then Queen Esther and Mordecai, who cares? You don't really need. No, it's it's the darkness, it's the pressure, it's the threat that actually sets the stage for the great uh, victory and the great revival of the family of faith. And yes. we're we're privileged enough to be living during one of those times, but. It's uh, it's not going to be easy. It's it's scary. It requires courage and faith, and that's why I I appreciate you championing these values for us and encouraging us with your show. Thank you, Kurt. Well, the same to you, man. I mean, you know, I come from Hollywood. You've been a champion. I mean, you you're one of the very few. Every time I refer to standing in Hollywood, your name comes up, man. And your sister, by the way, too, who we love and pray for as well. And she's been in the news and you've been in the news. So I want to share about this story because I just think this is wild. And then we're going to get into talking about Life Mark because Life Mark is an amazing film. Uh, but before we get into Life Mark, I, so you, okay, you, you, you have this book that's published and it's published by Brave Books and uh, it's called As You Grow, right? Is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As you it grow. looks like this. There you go. As okay. You Grow. As you grow. And so you go to these libraries around the country and, you know, what you're wanting to do is have a story hour, which, uh, yeah. you know, is, is done in libraries. We've seen this, by the way, oh, uh, you know, with the, this whole transgender movement and having the trans uh, story hour. And it's been in the news. And so here you are, man of God, man of faith. You want to share this this very, very wholesome book as you grow. And what happened? Tell us about these over 50 libraries that have either passed on it or ignored it. 
Yeah. So I had a great time reading, uh, writing this book together with Brave Books. It's beautifully illustrated and it's all about growing in wisdom through the seasons of life as a little kid growing up in your teenage years and adult years, and then producing the sweet fruit of the spirit, love, yeah. joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. And um, yeah, I love the idea of public story hour. And right. since so many people are doing it, we asked, and over 50 libraries across the nation have denied this kind of a book based on what it teaches. And these <laughs> are the Yeah, dangerous the, love, love at, kindness, peace. Watch out, you know. <laughs> at, at Christmas time. And so this is so crazy. I, I think that public libraries funded by the people in those communities through their tax dollars should not be silenced and they should have access to biblical ideas. But my concern is that God and biblical values are being silenced and thrown out of the public square. Right. Um, and so, listen, I find this uh, a great opportunity for people to get off the defense and get on the offense. And Todd, that's exactly what they're doing. We're getting flooded with emails yeah. from parents and from librarians across the country saying, we want to host our own Good. Brave book story hour and have these books read in our public libraries and in our schools to our children and read them as families because we love these values. There's millions of people who want to hear about faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and right. the values that are pro-God and pro-America. So yes. we're excited that a whole movement is starting because of this. Yeah, well, it's just like when you had the uh, the America's Revival camp, you know, I mean, it was the same thing. You just intended initially to have a couple of days, and then that turned into, like, hundreds of days, right? And a whole, you know, history and book and everything that came out of that. I think the Lord's going to do the same thing here uh, because, you know, he, he turns what was meant for evil around for good. And this is an aha moment where I think we need to get behind this. I mean, I don't, I can't fathom what is bad, you know, according to these 50 libraries, they're denying it. Like what, you know, so they don't want us to have love. They don't want us to have self-control. I think the, the concern that they have is Christianity, biblical Christianity. They're afraid of biblical Christianity because it's a spiritual battle that we're in. I mean, what say you on that, Kurt? Yeah. Well, the irony behind all of it is that they're blowing up the ground that they're standing on. Yep. It is actually biblical values that has produced the kind of freedom in this country that allows for minority groups with um, different values and perspectives and worldviews and lifestyles to exist peacefully without um, horrible things happening to them. So, for instance, if you go to places uh, in the Middle East and, and other places and you try to hold the same types of activities in those libraries, uh, you'll get a very different response than you do in America, where we have religious freedom, yeah. we have uh, political freedom, we have economic freedom, except it seems for those now who want to champion the very biblical values that have produced those freedoms. Yep. So exactly. we're, I, I think that, Todd, the real takeaway here is that the the family of faith needs to realize that God works in such a way that he never asks the family of faith to um, try to obliterate the enemy to biblical values because the family of faith is better. All he says is, no, 
I want you to be faithful to me. I want you to stop neglecting the things I've told you to do. I want you to teach these to your children. And if you don't, I'll let the Babylonians teach your children. I'll let the Egyptians train up your children in the way they want them to go. And then when they're old, they won't depart from it. I will let your enemies teach you how to do what I've wanted you to do from the beginning, but they will be not producing freedom. They will produce tyranny. And I think that this is the lesson for the family of faith. Hey, guys, if we don't step up and make sure that people of faith and character are running our governments locally and nationally, if we don't make sure school boards are filled with uh, integrity, and if we don't make sure that our public libraries are representing good values, the vacuum will suck in the toxic and the dangerous, and we will learn the lesson the hard way. So let's, let's say, uh, uh, the phone is ringing. God, I'm picking up the phone. I'm hearing the message. I'm going to engage. I'm going to start downloading the, the mandates from heaven. I'm going to pray. I'm going to turn from my wicked ways. And I'm going to begin to uh, love my family, love my neighbor. And I'm going to get involved in the program of advancing the good, not just complaining about the evil. Come on, man. I love it. You know, you have, you have a lot of kids, Kurt, and you know, uh, I know that you champion parenting, homeschooling. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are very concerned about the curriculums that are, you know, being taught in the schools, even some Christian schools. I mean, kind of amazing, but even some Christian schools, but definitely in the public schools. And uh, what are, you know, some of the things that you advise as a parent to protect the kids? I mean, how do we overwhelm uh, this, this pressure and this, this, you know, ungodly, this, this wicked stuff that's being pushed upon them? Re-engage. This stuff wasn't going back, going on in in, in the early days of America. I've done some studying on the pilgrims in the in the founding era, and you know um, Noah Webster. He's the guy that gave us Webster's Dictionary. He was also uh, known as the father of American education. And he said, of all the things that we must teach our children, we must teach them the principles of Christianity because those are the only principles that will sustain a free republic like the United States of America. And so what do we expect if we hand our children over to a government school system that is completely opposed to those biblical values as we're seeing more and more, right? Like the mask is coming off. Uh, We're pulling back the curtain and we're seeing that there is a very deliberate orchestrated agenda to undermine the church and the family and biblical values. What do we expect if we send our children to Caesar to be educated? Why are we surprised when they come back Romans? What's happened to my kids? Where, where, they're, they're, where they're drifting, they're wandering. Well, wait a minute. You gave them a phone with a, a social media account that yes. is flooding their mind. They're being trained up in the way TikTok wants them to go mm. so that when they're old, they will. So the point is engage, yeah. lead by example, show them a living, breathing example of a human being who fears God who loves their neighbor and puts their family and children first. That's right. If we just start there, now we're on the right road and we can re-engage in media, re-engage in education, re-engage in civil government. And then we can begin to see the kinds of revivals that we've seen in history, where not just individuals are transformed, but entire nations are transformed. 
Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about revival. And, you know, one of the main keys to revival, <clears throat> according to Second Chronicles 714, is repentance, you know? So, repentance. Right? I mean, what would you say? Everybody loves revival. Yeah, man. Every, <laughs> listen, the, <clears throat> the tip of the spear of revival is always repentance. Yeah. It's always repentance. Revival does not exist apart from repentance. Nice. Um, rev you think revival, that's kind of two words. Right? Re means like, again, uh, re do this over. And, and vival, that's talking right. about life. Uh, right. vibe. And the idea is that we as a culture, as a nation, as a people are on the brink of becoming a corpse. Mm. And what we need is for life to flow back into us again. And that begins with, if my people will humble mm. themselves, there's the attitude of repentance, humility, and pray Meaning yes. we're looking to the source of our hope and our help. It's not government. Right. It's the one who created government, God right. himself. And if they will turn from their wicked ways, notice he doesn't say, man, you know, if, if, uh, if China or if uh, the, the woke mob would just stop assaulting my people. Uh, no, he doesn't say that. Yeah. He puts all the responsibility and the opportunity on the shoulders and in the lap of the family of faith. If yes. you can, if my kids will just come to me with the right heart attitude and turn from your wicked ways and seek me with all your heart, apply my promises and I will, I will come through. Then we will not only see a happy, healthy future for your kids, but they will grow up to be the kind of human beings that bring heaven to earth. Yes. That's, yes. that's, a, that's, a, that's a winning strategy. That's and right. we can do that. Why yes. are we not? <laughs> That's the think, question. Why, why, why are we not doing this? What, what's the problem? Yeah, you know, that blows my mind. I mean, people say, why aren't, you know, why aren't more pastors talking about this? I, say, I don't know, but we need to. I, I, mean, I, 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 got, I, got, I got one suggestion. I know some people who are so convinced that things are so bad that Jesus must be coming by Tuesday. Right, right. And right. therefore, they're sitting on their hands, just watching the news, hoping that some big war breaks out in the Middle East, ushering in uh, the end of the world. Well, yeah. man, you know, people have been uh, postulating those kinds of predictions and dates and watching the, the local news for hundreds of years, thousands right. of years. That's right. And guess what? It hasn't happened. What if it takes another 2000 years? Yeah. And, yeah. and what's going to happen to our culture in the meantime for your children? Right. And right. your grandchildren. Exactly. That's not the plan. That's yeah. not the plan. Jesus said, God, may your will be done. May your kingdom come on, on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. So yeah. We're to be conduits bringing heaven and the kingdom of God to earth for the blessing of all people. Yes. Yes. And like you mentioned, it's that escapism mentality, you know, and what does the Lord say in his word? Occupy until he comes, you know, occupy. And he's with us even until the end of the age, but he wants us to be the head, not the tail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I, I call that the, that's the, like the James Taylor strategy. Uh, you know, that song up on the roof. If this old world starts to get in you down, there's room enough. For, come up on the roof. The view is great. We'll get away from our troubles and our problems. And then, you know, uh, we're going to get Star Trek out of here with the rapture <laughs> and just like, no, no, that's terrible. Get your feet back down on the ground and get to work. We yeah. are to be salt and light in this culture. And um, the gospel wins. It doesn't that's lose. Right. The that's kingdom right. is expanding. It is not shrinking. Yes. This defeatist escapist mentality is, uh, I think, is blasphemous.
It is. And we got to make disciples and to, to be about the Great Commission. You know, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and Son. This is what I mean, because the, the other side is making disciples. I hate to say it, but they are. They're evangelizing. This other, right? I mean, that's what's going on. I mean, we see the percentage. You went from like 1% to like, you know, 50%. I mean, I think the latest barn is like 40% of young people are now confused about their you know identity. That's insane. 40%. It was like less than 2% only 10 years ago. You know, so something's happening. They're evangelizing and we need to evangelize. And that is the power of God unto salvation, right? So Kurt, you're doing this, man. Your sister's doing it. I want to ask about her in just a moment because our, our, our viewers are all asking. But uh, let's talk about LifeMark, man. Um, so it's been in theaters yep. nationwide since September 9th, okay? It's out now. Uh, you know, it's the Kendrick Brothers film inspired by a true story, okay? And it's talking about adoption, the beauty of adoption. Um, you know, and so tell us a little bit about how's the film performed so far? Uh, what, what's the kind of feedback you're getting? <clears throat> so this is what it looks like. Uh, Life Mark, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray. It's also streaming on Pure Flix right now. But it's a great Christmas movie for the whole family to watch. It's yes. pro-life, pro-family, pro-love, pro-reconciliation, pro-forgiveness, pro-new beginnings. And it's a true story about an 18-year-old girl who chooses adoption over abortion. She has an unplanned pregnancy. And at the last minute, she changes her mind at the abortion clinic. She hides the pregnancy from her parents by living with her boyfriend, places a child for adoption, thinks she'll never see him again. And then 19 years later, he reconnects with her. She thinks he probably hates her for abandoning him, but the opposite is true. He, he, he meets her at her house and he wraps her up in this great big embrace and says, thank you for the choice that you made and mm. for the life you gave me. And I love my family. I've got yeah. this awesome family. And uh, Todd, I get to play the adoptive father uh, in the movie, which is super cool for me because I have four adopted children right. in real life. Yeah. And my wife is also adopted. Mm. So this is a beautiful story. Uh, and it's it been in the theaters. And, and, and think, of, think of this. This is something we never could have planned. We made this movie back in 2019. Oh, so this, wow. was like three, this was like three years ago. Why is that yeah. significant? COVID hit. Right. And we couldn't release the movie. We didn't know when it would come out. But then who would have guessed that in our lifetime, Roe right. versus Wade gets overturned at the Supreme Court. And just weeks after that landmark decision, here comes a movie suddenly in the movie theater celebrating the value of life in the womb and the yes. beauty of adoption. How, how yes. perfect is that? That yes. is providential perfect, uh, perfection yes. in terms of timing. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, this is, we've seen things like this where God knows the right time and you think, when's the film going to come out? And then look at what happened. I mean, us moving to Nashville, we have a story like that too. Just amazing what God has done in the ministry and the broadcast. And so, uh, absolutely. Now adoption is so important. I know big ministers, people around the country that have saved thousands of souls and they were adopted and they, they had a story about how the, you know, they, the Lord saved them and spared them from being aborted. I mean, people are making huge impacts, you know, CEOs of companies, people that you would never know that this, this is their story and so this is this their is story huge. yeah and yeah. and it so could have so easily could have been terminated and flushed down the toilet todd even jesus yes, yes. is the result of an unplanned pregnancy that's right from mary's perspective here's a young girl who wakes up with an unplanned pregnancy joseph mm. who is full of faith in yep. god and yep. love for the mother he adopts this little boy with mysterious origins 
hmm. into his family and raises him as his own son. This is Jesus. And the result is salvation, reconciliation, and new life for the entire world. Adoption yes. is at the very heart of the Christmas story. Yeah. Uh, Moses was scheduled to be aborted by government decree, and his mother, full of faith, puts him in a basket and sends him down a river, and he's adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. That's Where right. would we be without Moses That's right. and the Ten Commandments, the nation yes. of Israel? So yes. adoption is super sacred. It's at the center of the heart of God. And I think we're going to recapture the beauty of adoption through this movie, Life Mark, which yes. is uh, out just in time for Christmas on December 13th, Blu-ray and DVD. You can watch it on Pure Flix. It's streaming there and yep. it's great for the entire family. That's right. And we have a special link that we're going to be putting on this broadcast right below uh, that if you click that, uh, they'll know that you watch this show and uh, that you're, you're going to support this film. You got to support this film because, listen, uh, there's only so many films that are like this out in theaters and different places where they're they're sharing our values, the truth of the word of God. They're equipping people. There might be somebody that doesn't even know the Lord and comes in and watches this and, and there's a seed that's planted and something happens. And so I've seen a lot of people impacted. I always know, Kurt, when a lot of people reach out to me from our last broadcast and they're saying hey i saw that film it was amazing you know we got it so yeah, yeah. I, if, if you haven't seen it go out and see it have a watch party at your home uh give it as a gift uh but there's so many different reasons uh support kurt and the work that he's doing and of course the kendrick brothers and their films and so just an amazing film uh so definitely and we're going to put all the links below and of course you can go to the links that kurt was talking about as well you can go to pure Flix. uh but thank you kurt for talking about this hey. for being a part of it brother and uh God. so we yeah, go ahead. Todd, I was just going to say, listen, uh, and, you know, I, I have an allergy to cheesy Christian movies. <laughs> right, and, right. And, I, and I can prove it because I've, I've actually got a, a rash because I've been <laughs> in some of those cheesy Christian movies. <laughs> but this one, Life Mark, uh, has got a 97% audience score on Rotten oh. Tomatoes and a 100% Rotten Tomatoes critic score. So this is a movie that has even been rated by uh, the public, the secular critics, and we've got a 100% Rotten Tomatoes rating. So it is awesome. It's full of humor and heart and action. Um, everybody's going to love it. That's amazing. You know, we talk a lot about alternative ecosystems, Kurt, you know, coming out from among them. And that's, that's, you're a prime example of that where, you know, so you, like you said, some of those films in the past, but there had to be a development process of the Christian film totally. industry, right? <laughs> totally. I mean, it was like, we were coming out from among them and taking these big, you know, uh, Hollywood studios on basically and going around the system. And that's what, you know, I, I really believe history will, will note that you were a big, you know, person in this, of, of really developing this alternative ecosystem, Kurt, because, you know, it's groundbreaking what we've seen and you're a big part of the christian film industry and and have have been on that journey so thank you on behalf of me this audience uh I, I can't tell you every time we have you on people just write me and they say you know thank god for kirk cameron and by the way thank god for your sister and i just wanted to give you any chance to remark about her i know she's been dealing with some spiritual warfare how is she doing is she good she's doing great yeah she's she's she, she, she's doing great good. and uh i i always tell her i say candace you know don't don't don't, don't uh don't don't be don't be dismayed about any of these things uh remember we we're, we are able to count trials because of your faith as pure joy knowing yes. that god is using these circumstances to develop the kind of character that we need specifically yes. pers perseverance um courage settled character love and compassion and uh all of these things are what fuel our hope so uh she's doing she's doing great
Praise God. Well, please tell her we love her. We support her. And, you know, uh, I'll put a little bug in here. One of these days, just pray about this, maybe doing a behind the scenes about you and her and just your story. I think a lot of people would love that, man, because I don't think people realize what it takes to stand in the industry that you've stood in all these years. And there's probably so many stories. I mean, you know, so anyway, just putting that little bug in your ear, man. But I, I think people would like to hear because, you know, I came from Hollywood and I've seen it firsthand. Uh, but, you know, I don't think a lot of people can relate to what it actually takes to stand for, for biblical values and truth. Well, uh, I, I think so too. And, and I don't even know what it's like to have to stand for ba ba biblical values and truth uh, in the face of real persecution. And I say that because we have brothers and sisters in yeah. the Middle East, yeah. uh, in the Far East, yep. where they are truly being persecuted in prison. They're being killed. They're just horrific things. And we are so privileged here in America, blessed, uh, yeah. protected because of those who have embraced the gospel and, and applied the word of God to all aspects of culture. So freedom is, is, is protected, but we will lose those and we will become like those places if, uh, if we allow the Bible and God to be ejected from our culture. Yep. So my, my great gratitude are, is to those people who stand up in the face of true persecution. And, and I have not experienced that yet. Yes. Well, listen, a true hero in the faith, Mr. Kirk Cameron, he's got two things, the two action points from this interview, go get as you grow and maybe have a story hour in your town. Okay. Yeah. And, and is there anywhere they can go to get information on how to do that, Kurt? Yeah. Go to bravebooks.com and you can check that out. Okay, so bravebooks.com for the book. And then you got to go get LifeMark. It's a great present. Uh, we're going to put a link below. And uh, this is a great way to share the gospel and to share the truth and this, you know, adoption in our culture, which is something so important over this Christmas season. So you can give it to loved ones. You can give it to your friends. It's a good gift. And you're doing something by supporting uh, Kurt and his ministry and all the different things that they're doing. So, Kurt, thank you, man, so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you. Any last words before we go? Uh I, I appreciate you, and I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. Hey, friends, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and you've been listening to The Remnant here on WCF Radio. We're so thankful that you've tuned in today. Remember, if you're discouraged today, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. God hears your prayers. He knows what you're going through. In fact, he says his promises for you are yes and amen, hope and a future. He's with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. Remember to stand on those promises. Get in his word because faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. He will not forsake you, my friends. If you have any questions or you'd like to reach out to us, please go to pastortodd.org. That's pastortodd.org. We love you and we bless you. We'll be back next week and we'll see you soon.